Good morning, everyone. Before I get started, I just want to acknowledge the band because they always set things up for me when I'm here in the morning. So give the band a, 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 a applause. I, for me, they, they just sort of start, start things up and, and uh, gets me going as far as worship and whatnot. And so, but um, good morning. My name is Greg Battle. I am one of the pastors here at uh, Mountain Park Church. And uh, I'm a part of the uh, adult ministries team. And specifically, my job here at the church is to work with many of you as you realize your role in God's story. And that comes in a way of um, being a team leader. Um, I work with uh, the local and global outreach. Matter of fact, uh, we have a team that will be leaving this Wednesday, uh, our first medical team that will be going to uh, Honduras. And so... Um, I work with those folks. I work with uh, the Rocky Point folks, the Lebanon folks, the India folks, the Hope for the Homeless folks. Uh, let me see, Family Promise, um, uh, the Student Community Outreach, who's, who's hosting the, uh, the Backpack Drive. I also work with uh, what we call Care and Support, the Hope Groups, the um, um, Divorce Care, Grief Share, and there's a couple other groups there, um, as well as what we call Creative On-Ramps, and that's yoga, hiking, uh, the Holiday Boutique, the um, uh, Trunk and Treat. There's a couple of others, but I, I just want to, since I have the stage right now, um, I just want to, I see a couple of you guys out there, my team leaders, you guys are absolutely awesome. The church is not the church without these folks, without these folks. And so uh, I just want to recognize them uh, right now. Um, also want to say that uh, Mountain Park is a part of a movement, what we call the Church of God. We are headquarters in, in uh, Indiana, uh, Anderson, Indiana, and this is one of the things that brought me to Mountain Park. Um, there is no membership here, and that causes, a, you guys don't know, that causes a lot of challenges here. We don't have membership. We want to have a pure heart. When you guys come here, we don't want to have anything connected to you coming here other than your heart and your desire to know Christ. And so we have no membership here. Also, uh, the Church of God, and this is the main reason, is that... Uh, if you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, regardless of what background you have, whether you are Baptist or a Presbyterian, uh, you are welcome here at Mountain Park. You are part of the church. And, and uh, to me, that's exciting to know. That is very exciting to know. Um, let me start off by saying this. Uh, uh, let, me, let me get a heads up for, guys, I don't, I don't do this often, so I'm going to take a little bit of a little time on the, in the intro, uh, but uh, I have the greatest job in the world. I'm telling you, I got the greatest job in the world. And I, I, I honestly feel that way because I don't have to deal with uh, uh, some of those other things that uh, other people have to deal with. I get to do church every day. I get to do church every day. I, I don't have to worry about the co compartments of, of that society has placed on on religion, government, business, and all those type of things. They're worried about keeping Jesus out, and my job is to keep Jesus in. And so I have the, I got the best job in the world. Those of us that work here, we got the best job in the world. And so I'm going to take it just a bit further. Uh, once again, this is going to be a long, a long intro. Uh, I got the best wife ever. I, I'm telling you, I got the best wife ever. I don't know about the rest of you guys, but I got the best wife ever. And one of my kids is right there. Uh, I got the best kids ever. I'm not kidding you. I got the best kids ever. I got the best kids ever. And uh, I got the best friends. I got the best friends. I got friends. Alan uh, gave me a bump there, praying for me this morning. 
I got the best friends ever. And when people step into my office, they say, wow, you got a great, um, you got a great view there, Greg. And I say, yeah, I got the best view in, in the place. <laughs> I got the best view in the place. And let me put some context to that. Um, from my shoes, from the shoes that I stand in, from my perspective, and from the things that I've experienced, I believe that I have the best wife. I got the best kids. I got the best of everything. And I, it's my prayer that all of you guys get to the point for the things that you've experienced and the things that you understand that you can say, I got the best wife in the world. I got the best kids in the world. I got the best job in the world. And so um, I'm still introing. Sorry, guys. <laughs> we will be talking about today uh, Young Marrieds, and it's a part of uh, the Generation series that we are part of, and that's... Uh, that's a, um, a picture of my wife and some other guy I just don't know. I don't know that guy. Who is that guy? But anyhow, we're going to be, um, we're gonna be uh, talking about young marrieds. And I um, and, and just want to share a bit of my heart, uh, guys. Uh, this is not what I do. <laughs> this is not what I do. And I can tell you right now, I'm, I'm horrified to be up here. <laughs> I am. I'm horrified. And so to me, I got to make it fun. I got to bring some things that are just close to my heart. And so some of you guys know that I have a football background. So I want you guys to help me to feel comfortable here. And we're going to play a cadenced game. I've done this with the, with the, um, with the staff a couple times. And so um, we do this with the kids just to get them fired up and have uni unity uh, within the room, within the, on the practice field, on the gridiron. And so I'm going to say mountain. You're going to clap one time. I'm going to say park, you're going to clap two times. I'm going to say church, you're going to clap three times, okay? First time that we do it, we're going to do it in order, and then I'm going to go out of order and see if you're listening. All righty? All righty? You guys ready? 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 All right. And we need a clap, a, a crisp clap, a quick clap. Okay, you guys ready? We're going to go in order. Okay, let's go. Mountain. Park. Church. That's very good. Okay, you ready? You ready? Alrighty, church, park, mountain, mountain, church. Oh, you guys are really good. Give yourself a hand. That was good, guys. You guys surprised me on that one. You guys are really good. And so I, I much rather, for me, I much rather um, um, use the, the quote that uh, St. Francis Assisi said. And he says, whenever possible, preach the gospel. And when necessary, use words. It's been, it's been my, my path and my journey where I haven't had to use words, had to use words often, but I guess today uh, it's time to use words. And so, uh, and also I want to share with you that uh, when I gave my life up to, to, with Christ, for Christ, um, I made a promise to him that I, whatever thing that was put before me, I was not going to turn it down. Uh, whether I was good at it, and it's easy to accept something that you're good at, right? You know, you studied it and whatever, and you jump right on, on top of it. The challenging thing is to do things that, that you're not good at, the things that you're horrified from. And so I promised uh, God that any opportunity that came before me that I, I would take it on. And so you guys forgive me if I say something wrong. I don't think I'll say anything wrong. But, um, and then finally, guys, this right here, this is the pulpit. And I don't take this lightly. And no one, anyone that comes up here should not take it lightly. Because people, you are all looking at me. I have your undivided attention, I hope. 
I hope I have your undivided attention. Everyone's looking at me. This is important. This is extremely important. So rest assured, my wife will tell you, I've been studying. I've known about this for, for quite some time. And I still don't feel like I'm ready. But this is important. When, when Moses went before the burning bush, um, God told him to remove his sandals. Now, the bush and the ground are not holy in it itself. It's the presence of God that makes it holy. So as we come before here today and we ask God to be in this place, symbolically, remove your sandals. Remove your sandals such that we can hear from God. We can hear from God. And so um, I, here I am and let's go. Let's pray. Dear God, personally, I just want to thank you for this, this opportunity to speak, Heavenly Father. You know this is not what I do well, Heavenly Father, but you put this before me. And so I pray that the words that come out of my mouth, and even if it's just for one person in this whole room, those that are watching online, even if one person gets it, Heavenly Father, it was worth it, Heavenly Father. And so we thank you. I pray for the hearts and the mind to be open and to receive your Holy Spirit, Heavenly Father. We love you and we thank you. We pray all these things in Son's name and all God's people said. Amen. 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 In our lifetime, we will make very big decisions, very big decisions. As young people, sometimes you don't realize that we'll, we'll be making big decisions, but we will make a lot of big decisions. The people that you decide to hang out with, your friends, that is a big decision because those folks will, will shape the way you think and the way you act. I remember there was a guy, his name was John Truett. He, he was a couple years older than me. He went to the University of Oklahoma. He was a football player, and he stood a certain way. Guess the way I stood? Just like him. He wouldn't like that, but he, I, I stood just like him. I tried to mimic everything he did. Our careers, when we make a, a career choice and, and uh, uh, we figure out what we want to do for 25, 35, 40 years, that will affect your, your place in society, that's how you will affect the society. And perhaps the biggest decision that we will make in our lifetime is who we choose to be our spouse, right? That is probably the biggest decision. That person, more so than anyone else, will influence who you are for the majority of your life, all right? When we get married, I know that doesn't happen all the way. We're we're, we're, we're people that have a lot of challenges, but the whole goal is for young marriage, and that's our title today, young marriage, to be old marriage, right? <laughs> we don't get married to be unmarried. Once again, I know that happens. I know it happens, but it's not our goal. It's not the goal to become a, it's the goal is to become an old married, an old married. Okay, so young marriage, consistency and longevity, consistency and longevity, let me just tell you a quick story. Um, I've written about, uh, about 12 books um, um, in, my, in my, my, my time here. Uh, however, none of them are published. <laughs> let, me, let me give you that fact. And um, matter of fact, I don't know if I've gotten past one chapter in any of those books. <laughs> so the current one that I'm going to reference right now, I've been working on it for 27 years. And so, but anyhow, um, everybody wants to write a book, right? Everybody wants to write a book. And so... Um, one of this book, uh, I'm calling it the, the Order, and it's the order of relationships that should happen. 
or the relationships that should happen. And, and I have different categories within that, that, uh, that, those books. And one of them are the men that influence my life, the jobs influence my, in my life. Uh, and the one that I want to reference right now is the women that have influenced my life. I have about 15, but I'm going to start with five. Uh, there's a woman, her name is Connie Calderon. Uh, when I was 12 years old, she gave me a job. And I felt like, and I kept that job till I, I left high school. So from 12 years old to 18 years old, she gave, me, uh, she gave me a job. And it kept me off the streets. It kept me focused and put some money in my pocket. And it just gave me worth. And so uh, she's in my top five. Number four, I put all my sisters together. I have four sisters. And uh, they were very influential in my life. And number three is my grandmother. Her name was Essie Lee. Essie Lee. And uh, we, we, uh, uh, she demanded respect. <laughs> she demanded respect and she got respect. I, I love that about her. And then my mom who forfeited a, a ton of things. She was a single mom. There were seven of us. And uh, she had two jobs. And, and, uh, but I never felt like we were lacking anything. She, she did a great job. And then my wife. She was number one. She is number one. And I can tell you right now, this seems like a duh thing, uh, but because of the consistency and longevity of that, of those relationships, the consistency and the, uh, uh, longevity of those relationships, that's why they're important to me. And they should be, right? They should be. Young marrieds want to become old marrieds, right? All right, so who are the young marrieds? Who are the young marrieds? Is that uh, someone that has been married for one week, one month, one year, two years, a bunch of years? I don't know. If you have a baby, say within the, you know, the 15 or 16 months that you've been married, does that sort of take you out of that category? You're no longer a, um, a young married, a young married? So uh, I saw this at a, the last wedding that I did, um, but uh, we're going to do it right here. We're going to do it uh, all together. I told Alan, I'm going to have fun up here. We're going to have fun. And so uh, I want everybody to stand up. We're going to play the marriage game. Every, even if you're not married, you stand up. Stand up. You're going to stand up, all right? And so if you're married, um, you represent yourself, obviously. If your spouse is not here, you just go ahead and represent yourself. If you're not married, you're representing your, your parents. You're representing your parents if you're not married, if you're not married, Okay? All right, so if you've been married for a year or less, sit down. Go ahead and sit down. We'll come back to you folks. A year or less. Nobody? A year or less? A year or less? A year or less? No? All right, let's go. Let's start at three then. Let's go three years or less. Sit down. Sit down. Three years or less. If you've been married three years or less, go ahead and sit down. Wow, we got a lot of married folks in here. All right? I guess everybody's standing. Duh. All right. All right, it's five years or less. Go ahead and sit down. Go ahead and sit down. All right, we're going to have to jump this up. Ten years or less. Go ahead and sit down. Ten years or less. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Fifteen or less. Sit down. Fifteen or less. Fifteen or less. Twenty or less. Sit down. All right, we're going to really jump this up. Thirty or less. Go ahead and sit down. Thirty or less. Go ahead and sit down. All right. All right. Uh, Thirty-five and less. Thirty-five and less. All right, let's go uh, 40. Forty? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh, 40. All right, let's go 45 or less. 45 or less. Man, do I have to jump it up again? 50 or less? 50 or less? 50 or less? All right, 55? Oh, my gosh. 55. 55. 
60? 60? All right, 60 or less? All right, all right. You're the only man that has, all right, you, you can't, you look like you're my age. What's up with that? You get married at five or what? Your folks, oh, your, oh, 66 years. Awesome, awesome. All right, thank you, thank you. All right, thank you guys for that. All right, so if, you're, if you're, um, your spouse is uh, still here and if they're still living, and, and uh, I want you to stand up if you've been married uh, 50 years or let's go 45 years or more. 45 years or more. Go ahead and stand up. 45 years or more. 45 years or more. All right. All right. Go ahead and stand up right there. All right. All right. So we're going to start right there. 50 or less? 50 or less, sit down. 50 or less, sit down. All right. How many years there? 40, 52? 53? Wow, 53. How many years back there? 56. I'm sorry, Judy. Jim, they got you. They got you. They got you. I wanted to get to that point. So um, I'm glad you guys played because we got a nice gift. Uh, come on down. Can somebody? Oh, over here. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Sorry. Who is that? 51. 51. I'm sorry. They got you. They got you. But good job, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Here's a, a gift certificate. Thanks, Bob. Thank you, Bob. It's a gift certificate. 100 bucks. You deserve it. All right. Flemings. Flemings. So, young marrieds, young marrieds. Part of my task here, I, I mentioned also that uh, I am the, I, I do weddings and, and, and things like that. And so, I am the wedding default guy. And so, I know that sounds bad, but for me, it is an absolute pleasure and an honor for me because you're invited in to such an intimate place. Such an intimate place, and I, I absolutely love uh, my job when, when I get to do that um, and get to step into that. You know, the process here, um, uh, Alahan asked us that uh, if for the Mountain Park pastors, if you, are a, um, if you are a pastor here, that there's some type of counseling that goes on. And so that can happen several different ways. You can uh, either get a third party. I see Amy and, and, and Jeff right there. Go ahead and raise your hands. They host the... Uh, uh, the marriage class, I believe it starts in August uh, 11th or, or, or 12th, and so you can do that. And then I do a, um, a, an assessment, it's called um, Prepare and Enrich. Couples take about a 250-question survey, they come to, uh, and they, they put it together, and they do what they do, and we, we discuss the, uh, the results there. And so I've been uh, doing weddings uh, since uh, day one, uh, which was uh, back in 2003 when I came on here. And over that period of time, I've done 72 weddings here. And so, yeah, thank you, thank you. But during that process, we, we talk about scripture. And I always ask him what type of scripture that you want to, that you want to uh, sort of be said. And we talk about the reasons why. But I always have uh, my scripture that I feel like I want to put in there. And you guys all know this one, 1 Corinthians 13. It starts off by saying, if I speak in tongues of men and angels, but I have not love, loved, I am only a resounding gong or a clinging cymbal. The women start to cry right then. They start to cry, and the guys are like pounding, hitting their chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the meat and potatoes of that, that verse comes from here. It comes from um, uh, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 uh, through 7. It says, love is patient. Love is kind. Be kind. 
It does not envy. It does not boast. Love is not proud. It doesn't dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in truth. It always protects, always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes. And it always perseveres. It always perseveres. I wanted to read that really so because I just wanted it to sink in. Sink in. Young marrieds. Young marrieds. And in Ephesians 5, it says this. And to me, this is the, this is the, uh, the easy answer. This is, this is what uh, 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 Paul says, and he says it so perfectly. Ephesians 5, uh, 25 to 30 says, Husband, love your wife just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, making her holy, cleansing her by the washing of the water through the word. I'm going to say that part over again. Cleansing her by washing with water through the word and presenting her to himself as a radiant church without stain, wrinkles, or any blemish, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves, his, loves himself. After all, no one ever hates their own body, but they feed and care for their body just as Christ does the church. Let me say that again. Just as Christ does the church. For we are all of, of the body, of his body. So, we, you, me, us, we are the example. We are the example. And right now, I want to take a, a couple moments and just sort of drawing a picture of, of Christ, the church, as a young married, as a young married. So we're going to start off uh, in Matthew 16, verse uh, 13 to 18, and I am calling this the proposal. This is the proposal, all right? All right, Matthew 16, verse 13 to 18. It starts off, Jesus starts off by saying, when, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, I'm going to stop right there. The region of Caesarea Philippi was a, so to speak, the red light district area. It was an area that was a lot of pagan activity. Um, nevertheless, this was an area where there was a lot of resources. From the ground rushed up fresh water. They had fresh springs that came out of the water. And so this was an area that um, was, had, had a lot of life to it, but it was sort of taken over by the pagans. It was, it was known for its pagan activity. And Christ, as theologians say, that Christ wanted to bring his disciples there because he didn't want them to be afraid of, of evil. He wanted them to take it on. He didn't want him, them, the disciples, to be ashamed of their faith. He didn't want to be ashamed of their faith. And so he goes on to say, Jesus asked the disciples, let me say this again. Jesus asked the disciples. Jesus asked the disciples. Who do the people say the Son of Man is? Now, the Son of Man is, is a term uh, that uh, that Jesus used quite often. It really refers to, to dominion on earth and the things that are happening on earth. Later on, uh, we'll read that uh, they use the term or somewhat of the term of uh, the son of the living God, which is a higher standard. 
he goes on to say, they replied, some of them say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, still others say Jeremiah or one of the, one of the other prophets. And I want you to grab, I'm, I'm trying to focus on, on who's speaking. And so Jesus asks the disciples, right? He asked the disciples. And what I sort of envision here is that, that maybe Peter said, some of them say that you're John the Baptist, Baptist and maybe James says, uh, oh, and some of them say that you're Elijah. And, and then someone else says, or maybe Matthew says, and, 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 and others say that you're Jeremiah uh, or one of the prophets. And so uh, uh, I just wanted to make that point. And then they go on to say in the, in the scripture, it says, Jesus says, who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? Now, once again, and this is the point, he is talking to all the disciples. He is talking to all the disciples. And when I sort of envision what's going on here is that uh, they're all looking at each other. And when he says, who do you say that I am? And they're looking, who's got the best answer for this? And Peter steps up and he says, he says what he says, you are the Messiah. You are the son of the living God. Jesus didn't ask that question. He said that who is the son of man? But Peter gives him a higher honor. He gives him a higher honor. You are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus, re Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by the Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter. And on this rock, we will build the church. I will build the church. And so for all intents purposes, this is where the church starts. I know that there, there, there's other scripture that says this is where the church, I know Acts says that this is where the church started, but as far as in word, this is where the church starts. This is where the church starts. And so Peter sort of accepts this, and this reminds me of the uh, show that maybe some of you are familiar with, uh, The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. And, uh, you know, they're, they're all, you know, asked the question. And, you know, Peter is the one that uh, uh, answers the, right, the, the right, right way. And so just to make a little <laughs> light and fun. I was just thinking about that. It's sort of, I, I don't know what came to my head. But uh, <laughs> it was sort of funny at the time. But Peter accepts the proposal. Peter accepts the proposal. And so Jesus continues to invest into, his, into the disciples and and uh, he spends a lot of time with them, and, and things pass, and things happen. And so they come up to the time where he's going to be uh, crucified. And Jesus shares with them that um, they do the, uh, uh, the communion uh, um, just before that. Or they do the communion, and, and Jesus shares with them, hey, I'm, I'm going to die. And guess what? You guys are going to leave me. You guys are going to sort of leave me. And so there's a bit of a grandstanding, and I call this part the grandstand. And so... Uh, um, it's on Matthew 26, uh, verse 33 to 35. So once again, they just did uh, the communion, and Jesus is telling them all this, and this is Peter's reply. Peter replies, even if all fall away, uh, even if all fall away on, on, uh, on account of you, I never will. Jesus says, truly I tell you, Jesus answers, this very night before the rooster crows, you will denounce me three times. And then Peter says, and he declares, even if I have to die with you, I will never denounce you. And then all the other disciples agreed and said the same. To me, there's a bit of grand, grandstanding there. They're saying, no, 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 I love you first. I love you more. No, no, I love you more. No, 
I love you more. I love you more. It reminds me of a, I'm, I'm a bit of a boxing fan, and a famous boxer once said this, and you guys probably know who said this. Uh, he said, everybody has a plan until you get hit. Until you get hit, everybody has a plan. And so the disciples, Peter, he gets hit. He gets hit. Matthew 26, 69 to 75. Now Peter was sitting outside, and once again, let me just back up a little bit. They have now taken Jesus, and all the disciples scatter, except Peter. He scatters a bit, and maybe he hides, and they're taking Jesus, and he's following him from a distance. That's what I sort of envision happened. So Peter replied, oh, I'm sorry, um, 69, 69. Now Peter was sitting outside the courtyard, and a servant girl came to him and said, said to him, you, are, you were with Jesus of Galilee, she said. But he denied it for them all. I don't know what you are talking about, he said. Hey, uh, hey, how you doing, George? Good to see you in the club, man. I thought you were married. Aren't you married? What are you doing here? Oh, no, 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 no. No, you got me mistaken for somebody else. You got me mistaken for somebody else. And then he went out to the gateway. He was trying to get away. Peter was trying to get away, but he wanted to make sure that he had, had, could, could view what was going on. Where another servant girl saw him and said to the people there, this fellow... This fellow it was with Jesus of Nazareth. He denied it again with an oath. I do not know this. I do not know this man. I do not know this man. Hey guys, isn't that isn't that isn't that Greg over there? Isn't Greg married? What is he doing in this place? What is he doing in this place? A little while later, uh, those that were standing went up to Peter and said to him, "Surely you were with them. Your accent gives you away." And then he began to call curses uh, down and swear at them. I don't know this man. I don't know this man. Then the rooster crowed. Oh, my alarm just went off. Oh, there's a picture of my wife. Uh, and before the rooster crowed, he had denounced him three times, and he went outside, and he wept bitterly. He wept bitterly. Young marrieds, you are going to get hit. You are going to get hit. And the disciples, Peter especially, got hit hard. They were ashamed, and, and, and they were scared, and, and Jesus was dead. Their follower, the person, the Messiah, the person that was going to bring, restore everything, he's dead and he's gone. For all intents and purposes, the disciples are gone. There are no more disciples. There is no more church, and there is no more marriage. Could you imagine a world without church? <laughs> I can't imagine a world without church. I don't know if, matter of fact, I would put a lot of money on it. We would have not gotten this far if we didn't have the church. We, didn't, we, would, we would not be who we are right now. So, from the Disciples' perspective, they're gone. There's no church. There's no marriage. And if Jesus would have went out and called 12 others, that would have been fine with us, right? That's logical. And go get 12 others. Go get 12 other disciples. And if that was written in the Bible, it would have been okay with us. Because <laughs> that's, that's, that's how we think. 
But Jesus didn't think that way. Jesus loves them first. He says, says here in Mark 16, verse 6 to 7. And once again, this is the, they're at the tomb, and this is Mary. He's, a, he's, a, he's, he's talking to Mary and Mary Magdalene. Do not be alarmed, he said. Look, you are looking for Jesus of Nazareth who was sacrificed. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they lay him, but go. Tell the disciples and Peter. What were the disciples doing when Jesus was taken? They scattered. And so that's fresh in their mind that they scattered. But Jesus brings them back and he loves them first. He loves them first. So when I look at this scripture, the conclusion for me is that Jesus loves first. Jesus loves first. In all my years as a, a pastor and being responsible for doing all the weddings, what I see in young marriages and what they do well, they don't do, it, they don't do it perfect, but what they do well is they love first. Young marriages love first. They love first. That's what they do well. Just a quick story, my wife and I, um, before we got married, uh, she's going to, as soon as I say this, she's going <laughs> to start laughing. Um, uh, we were at a place, and it was her birthday, and, and, um, and uh, I was invited, so I came, and I walked up to her, and she said, hey, can I have a birthday kiss? <laughs> and I said, well, sure, and so I went to go kiss her, and, and she just burned me. She just burned me. And, um, but when she tells the story, um, it was the, it's the other way around. It's, it's uh, you know, um, I invited myself to the party, and, and, um, and, uh, and um, I went up to her, and I said, hey, how about a birthday kiss? And, and she went to turn her cheek that way to give a, a, a kiss, and, and I turned around, and I burned her. Mm. That's her story. <laughs> from, her, from my perspective, she loved me first, and it just feels great. She was probably right. She was probably right. But her, from her perspective, I loved her first. Love somebody first. Another cool story. Um, but I'm going to take credit for this one. I'm going to take full credit for this one. Uh, for our 20th anniversary, I got a limo, and she didn't know. We got all dressed up. She walked outside, and the limo was there. And in, in another surprise, she opened up the limo, and all our friends were there, the Pines, the the West, uh, the Porters, a couple other couples. We went over to Alan's house. You remember that, Alan? And we redid our vows. And, and then we went to have dinner at this expensive place. And we, we went to, um, uh, you know, to go dancing. It, I think we stayed out to 4 o'clock. And it was just a great time. It was our 20th. It was just a great time. And so to me, that was the way I, I loved her first. Young people, or, or young marrieds, young, young marrieds love first. They do that well. And I know that some of you are stumbling, maybe perhaps right now, uh, because you've been married for so many years. And so what we're going to do right now, I told you we're going to have fun, Alan, sorry. <laughs> we're going to have fun. And so um, for those of you that are married, uh, we are going to redo your vows right now. All right? And we're going to make you a young married today. And so if you um, are not married, uh, you're not married uh, uh, you're going to represent your parents. Uh, if your spouse is not here, um, um, you just go ahead and represent your spouse. And so 
Um, if your spouse is here, go ahead and put your hand on her right now. Go ahead and put, give her, take your hand. If your spouse is not here, put your hand over your heart. If you're, um, if you're, uh, if you're a rep or some, somebody, uh, just put your hands like this. And so uh, with the powers vested in me, I now re-establish um, your vows as a married couple. And um, you may now kiss your bride. Hang on. Hang on. All right. If you are uh, a single person, you can kiss in the air. Uh, if your spouse is not here, you kiss in the air and then get that way. And, but uh, if your spouse is next to you, there's no burning. Okay? No burning. Just a peck on the cheek. So you can kiss your bride if you want to. I want to finish up with one thing, guys, and I'm going a little bit over. Um, um, uh, I'm going to finish with John 3.16. Go ahead and put that up, guys. So God, God, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall never perish but have eternal life. I wanted to mention that one because uh, um, um, God so loved the world that he gave his only son. So loved the world that he gave his only son. Go ahead and put that picture up, guys, the, the ocean. And my wife and I were just blessed. We just went, uh, just came back from uh, vacation. And, and I took a picture of this. This is uh, where we were at. And just watch the waves breaking. I was just looking at that. That was just awesome. It just, it was just, watch it, watch it. Just watch, 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 watch. I could have sat all day and just watched that on our vacation. All six days, I could have just, it was just spectacular. Can't get in the water because the riptide is so, so, um, so strong. And so just watch this. Watch the horizon, guys. Look at the horizon. You see the horizon? Do you see it? Do you see the horizon? You see it? You can see the curve of the earth. You can see the curve of the earth. That just wowed me. That just wowed me. And then when I think about what God says in, in Genesis, he says, I created you in my image. And I think we stop right there. He created us in every part of him. All right, the way he thinks, the way he reacts, uh, of course, not to his capacity. We're not at his capacity, but we think like God. And so when God says that he so loved the world, to me it's not so far-fetched that he looks at stuff like that and he is in awe as well. He looks at the stars and he is in awe as well. He loved us first. He loved us first. And so... Those of you, now that you've been remarried, you are officially a young married. You are officially a young married. And so think like a young married. Think like a young married. I want to leave you guys this. This is the last thing is that um, I always like to leave everybody with a challenge. So as you walk out the door, I think they're in green baskets. So there's, just, there's a, uh, a love first challenge. And so just go on, uh, uh, as you head out, just go ahead and pick one of those up. And, uh, and uh, tell us how it goes. Send us an email. And they're just simple challenges that you can do there. I don't, I don't think there's any money involved. It's just a little bit of a, an action step that you can do. And so, so thank you so much. Um, I've gone over, so I'm going to go pray us out. Um, so let's, let's, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the young mares. And thank you for their, their, their vitality, Heavenly Father, for the way they, they, they approach things. And Heavenly Father, we understand that young mares are not just... Just young people. We know that young marriages are people that could have been married for many years, Heavenly Father. But it is a state of mind. It is, a, it is an ideal, Heavenly Father, that we all should go after. And I pray for everyone here that is listening, uh, that they uh, go after the marriage as a young married, Heavenly Father. And I pray those uh, online as well, that they go after their, their marriage as a young married. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We pray, we love you, and we thank you. And we pray all these things in your son, Jesus. Amen.
Just want to invite you guys to come on down. Uh, the prayer team will be here. If you have some prayer requests, we have an amazing prayer team, and they will pray with you. Have a great day.